Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Middle. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show with me, Bark. To my left is Arms. What is up? Our favorite ginger. And to our right is Nit. Finally back. Y'all, y'all left me behind last last pod. We admitted it was not an easy go without you. Yeah, it's like you fill the airways with constant BS, and you know it's kind of enjoyable. Yeah. Thanks, man. We didn't have any of those trademarks. You know, man. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. Is it right, snap count? Snap count. Snap count. Count. Snap count. I'll throw a snap count at you anytime you want. Just just yeah. give y'all time to get to the next guy. The next, you know, whatever topic we're on. I like it. Uh, we missed you. It, 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 like, we threw out some hot garbage that I edited for 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, big, you know, shout out to, to JD on Twitter who posted our show and, and actually enjoyed it. Thanks for enjoying what we considered our biggest piling, steaming. Was it a mess? Oh, dumpster fire. Dumpster, <laughs> straight dumpster fire. It, it was awful. Thank you. Thank you, edit tool. Yeah. Oh my God, it looked like the Tampa Bay running back situation. Yeah, it, it, we we put a bunch of Peyton Barber on air. We talked about Cadillac Williams. <laughs> I don't think we did. We didn't talk about Cadillac <laughs> Williams. I don't think we did that. I got a big grin on my on my face. Like I told you, I told you you needed me. Well, if you go back I, and listen I, I to episode played. one, two, and three, we were just you know cutting our teeth, and we thought we were doing great. Like me and Arms are like, boom, we're famous. We terrible it was odd it was bad <laughs> the three-man show is just the way to go it is to to man the amount that you have to talk being a two two-person podcast which me and you had no problem with the twitter episode but it was really easy to talk about trade polls me and arms had to talk about three good running backs in the free agent class and then 17 absolute garbage pale kids the the name kerwin williams actually came up wow yeah, well, I, made, I, I did miss. My we talked about Damian Williams. I mean, made for a rough yeah. go. Damian Williams was one of the, the better backs we talked about. I missed my opportunity to bash Isaiah Crowell, and I, 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 I I'm not have at it. No, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I feel like y'all. Then why bring y'all that? Did I, I just really wanted to. I was a little sad. Get him, Nick. <laughs> Get sad. Miss Get him. I mean, how, Get him. How, how are Get these him. guys like an Isaiah Crowell? There we go. Never, never been close to a thousand yards. Been around the eight hundred mark for a bad team. How are they going to sign somewhere and be relevant? How are they going to go to the Giants and be their lead back? How are they going to go to the Buccaneers and be their? How are they going to win that job when these teams need fresh blood, not someone who's just proven to be mediocrity at best? I, I don't even think he's mediocre. I don't yeah. either. But I also Slightly feel like below. I also feel like Nit at the beginning of that rant, was trying really hard to do his best Morgan Freeman. I like, thought, I thought oh, he was going to preach. I, I, Isaiah Crowell <laughs> was on the Browns, and I think he's going to sign. That man he's going home. crawled through 300 yards of raw sewage <laughs> to freedom from the Browns. He ran for 800 yards with the worst offensive line in the NFL. Now you sound like somebody from the water, boy. Okay, yeah. I, I, I don't do impressions. Don't, don't, don't kill Coach Kahn. <laughs> I do, I do uh, arms as what, Mr. Hanky? Yeah, pretty much Mr. Hanky. <laughs> That's all I got, guys. That's all right. Oh, Lord. It's a Ch- good voice. Chad, I missed it. Chad Quiddle. <laughs> oh, Quiddle. Uh, thanks. So, um, Chad, you wanted to mention a, a, a bronze a bronze American. 
medalist real quick. I was informed right pre-show that I'm the only one who follows the Olympics, you anti-American, unpatriotic. Okay, it's the Winter Olympics. No one really watches it as intensely as the Summer Olympics, but a great story. In the women's alpine skiing downhill. That's exactly why I don't watch it. <laughs> I love it. The uh, alpine, what was that whole sentence again? The women's alpine, no, I already forgot. Is there a difference? I, had it. I, like, I don't know the difference between the skiing events. I'll tell you a skiing event I did watch. Let's start there. Elizabeth Go. Swaney showing what an average human being can do in the Olympics and having the most atrocious halfpipe run I've ever seen I'm not joking. I've never skied in my life. Firmly confident I could put up the same score she did. She she kept her ski on the half pipe. You know, tricks and spins and whatnot. Kept a ski on the half pipe the entire way down. Did not get air. <laughs> it looked like a child learning how to do it. It's just like, what? What's your step? And that was an Olympic? Yes. She she was American who went for the Team Hungary, Hungarian team, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. and made it. Hangry. And, I I mean, more power to her. She skied in the Olympics, probably fulfilled a dream. Did you say she skied? Skied, 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 skied. Skied in the Olympics? (laughs) Skied. Oh, my God. Like, there has to be somebody... In the country of Hungary, that is better at the, at skiing than this lady. It, it tells you where Team Hungary is on the. Not very hungry for a gold, I can tell you that much. I'm going or... I'm, I'm to give you my only, you know, the only thing I remember about the Winter Olympics. It was in the '90s. I remember sitting down watching this. The and Jamaican it, it was, bobsled team. Yeah, it was an under. Yeah, an, it was an under uh, experienced group of Jamaicans. Uh, that took on bobsledding, and they actually came out on top. I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw that. That was the Olympics, correct? Was that the movie Cool I Runnings? I thought it was a movie, Cool Runnings. Oh, I thought the Olympics, like the motto was Cool Runnings for that oh, year. Okay. What was the... What I, think, about, I, I think it really did What happen. about when Will Ferrell won gold on, on the ice skating? Is that... Oh, that was definitely true. Okay. <laughs> that was based on a true story. Fantastic. Dude, I tell my daughter that for everything we watch. <laughs> it could be trolls. It doesn't matter. I'm like, you know what, Adelie... It's crazy that this is based on a true story. She's five. She's like, Dad, you always say that. It's never based on a true story. <laughs> Kids and their gullibility. No, uh, she she calls me down on it every time. She's five. Love it. It's hilarious, though. But We're going to skate to one song and one song. Mm, good song. You got a little... You got a little sound clip? No, all right. oh, I want to, but it's probably illegal. All right, let me get back. Lindsey Vaughn, hey, great, great story out of the women's alpine downhill ski. I, I think I got that right. Girl's been out of the sport due to injury, often hurt. Hurt, Not by, hurt by anything. She's hurt by Tiger Woods. Yeah, reputation. But multiple ACL injuries, multiple airlifts off the mountain. Comes back at age 33, not in her prime, way past prime for an Olympic athlete, and takes bronze. I mean, that's beautiful. Against against women 10 years her younger. It was just a great story seeing Lindsey Vaughn in her last event, Olympic event medal. And you could genuinely see how beautiful it was to her. She was genuinely happy to take home the bronze. She wanted to medal. And it was just great to see. And then you, then you get some bashing on the internet, of course. Well, she, you know, Olympics... Americans are supposed to take home gold. No. We can't not win everything. Not, Come on. Not 33-year-old downhill skiers in their already 
It's their last Olympics. We don't have a Michael Phelps in every event. No. no. You know, that's no. that's what people have to realize. Yes, root for your team. And, you know, by all means, that's the home team for us, so to speak. But yeah. for the love of God, we can't win everything. Not everyone can be Brian Boitano. No. No. Wasn't he Canadian? I, maybe. I don't. I really don't know. I, just, I know he's on South Park. That, that's, what would Brian Boitano do? What would Brian Boitano do? I love yeah. it. Probably my favorite. That's good stuff. Well, the only South Park movie. Great movie. Yeah. Great movie. Makes me want to sing Terrence and Philip. But anyway, you want to go to speed skating next? or No, no. Go no, to the we'll, sledding uh, events? Talk about some skeleton? I think I'm good on all that. All but, right. but I, what I will say is the people who do the, I think it's the skeleton, were face down. Yeah. Single man bobsledding. It's also known as attempted suicide. Yeah. 80 I mean, miles an hour. You're going 80 <laughs> miles an hour with your neck back. You're legit. Well, if I hit something, I'm dead. So it's not oh, hurt that bad. Absolutely dead. I want to let you guys know, too, before we get too far, uh, you're going to want to stick around because uh, this is going to be a great episode. It, it may not be, you know, sports centered when we get to this interview, but we're interviewing a guy that all three of us are very high on. His name is Dan Cummins. He is a great comedian. Uh, he's been on Comedy Central. He has been on Conan. He's touring he's, in the next few months. He's touring uh, the Flat Earth Tour. Uh, he's got albums on Spotify, everywhere else as well. You can go to dancummins.tv to check out his stuff. Uh, but we're going to have him on the show here in just a little bit. And we're extremely excited about it because we all three also listen to his podcast, uh, which is called Time Suck. And it is, Arms, you go ahead and tell the folks what it is because you, you're a believer like me now and I love hearing it. He's a suckhead. It is absolutely the best way to learn something on your drive to and from work. You know, if you once you tune out from fantasy football after you listen to you know our episode on the way to and from work on Tuesday, you know Wednesday when there's we don't have another episode. By the way, you can listen to us twice, but tune into Time Suck. Yeah. It is you will be smarter because of it. It's brilliantly present, presented. He's very well spoken. You got to enjoy a little bit of profanity. I like it. No, I love it. I love the presentation, but he he presents everything away to where you're enthralled in how he speaks, and he'll throw in some BS, and he, it's hilarious because he's like, yeah, in the history books, don't want you to learn that mostly because it's total total crap, but you know, it it's just it's very entertaining, and you'll just pick a subject. I mean, my gosh, he's got seventy some different subjects that he's talked about, and they're great. And he also takes suggestions on the next subject to talk about. That's what I was gonna say. The best part of the show is it's basically viewer content. He takes it, he researches it, he gives his take on it, takes you through a timeline on most of it, and it just tells you every little detail. Sometimes down to the minute. It's not joking. Uh, I'm a big punk rock guy, and I turned into you know a big grunge guy. And I thought I knew, you know, most that there was, you know, most of the things there were out there to know about Kurt Cobain. I was wrong, man. Like, this guy's done episodes about Kurt Cobain, uh, the Iceman, John Kuklinski. Kuklinski? Sorry about that. He's done... uh, The Irish Republican Army. Yeah. Most recently, David Koresh and the Branch Davidians. John Wayne Gacy. I mean, there's some interesting stuff. uh, And he's very, I mean, very well read. And he, he puts in the research. He's not just going to, you know, go off of what he thinks he knows. He's looking it up, looking up the details, looking up old interviews with people, and giving Refer- you facts. Yeah. Referencing multiple 
sites. He's mm-hmm. not just reading you a Wikipedia page or with anything a, like that. With a twist of humor that only this guy could make that fun. Listen, I mean, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, let's do it on your way to work. Your day's going to go better. People are going to treat you better. It's just going to be a good day. Doors will open. The heavens will open. Birds <laughs> yeah. will sing outside your window. Now you're if you don't have a window office, you're going to get moved to a window office. And you don't know now, but you'll see the, the great pearly white eyes of Bojangles. Um, you know, you'll you'll feel the suck with Nimrod. I mean, it's it's nothing. It's it's like nothing you've ever experienced before. It's enlightening, and you'll learn who Pootie and Juju are. That's right. And it, it's it's just hilarious. You got to listen to it, and don't tune in for two minutes and then turn it off. Give it a half hour, and you will not be able to turn it off. If you turn in, if you tune in for two minutes, you're going to listen to the whole hour, hour and a half, two oh, hours, yeah. whatever it might be. You'll you'll get. You'll get sucked into time. Yeah. My time suck. You might call off work that day. No doubt. Binge listen. All right. So we're probably going to get the the call from Dan mid-show, but we're going to go ahead and dip into some free agent wide receivers right now. Thank God Nitt's here. I'm I'm so excited about it. So we're going to dip right into that, go through them, where we think they're going to go, what we think their fantasy impact is going to be. So without further ado, here's the free agent wide receiver preview. It's a free agent wide receiver preview. Just kidding. I need to quit singing on the show. Uh, Josh Gordon became an exclusive rights free agent today for the Browns. Nick, explain to our listeners what that means. Well, it's big news for the Browns because an exclusive rights free agent can only exclusively play for the Browns. And they get the option. They can pay him basically the second year player minimum, or he can sit on the bench and he can't sign with another team this year. So, big. that was a big appeal for the Browns. He was actually eligible for free agency. He didn't meet, meet the contingencies to become an, an a, uh, unrestricted free agent. So, basically, they get the rights to him. Now, me, I think if I was them, I might pay him a little bit more than the minimum because he seems like he's going to be the man to lead that receiving core into the future for the Browns. So, to me, they might want to offer him at least maybe, you know, Terrell Pryor money from last year get him to the next market, just show a little, uh, you know, they've already shown, you know, shown a little faith in him by by allowing him to come back to the team and, and get his second, maybe third chance, whatever it might be on. But uh, go ahead and give him a little bit of money. That way when he does come sign, time, when it does come time to sign a contract with him, he's not going to look at the Browns and be like, no, you paid me the league minimum? I was your star receiver? That's what I do for Josh Gordon. Give him a little bit of money. They they have the most money to spend this offseason. Why not throw a little bit at Josh Gordon on a one year prove it deal? Get him to the get into the uh, get him to next year where they could do a three four year deal for him. I would even consider looking at an extension. He's not looked bad. Anytime you've seen the field, he's looked very good. So why the heck not try to lock him up? He still has you know character question marks. So hey, you're this is the cheapest you're going to get him. Yeah. Keep most of it incentive based, you know, per, uh, performance based, and you know, see if you can lock him up for two or three more years anyway. You, you finally got him back. Don't lose him now. I mean, in a nutshell, don't don't lose him. He could be a he could be a top flight receiver in the league again. Don't so. browns this. Don't browns it. Yeah. Don't pull browns on this one. Uh, Jarvis Landry, who was my top uh, free agent wide receiver on the board, not just because I'm a Dolphins fan. I feel like he's one of the best receivers in the NFL, regardless of you know whether you're in a PPR league or you know touchdown dependent. I, I'm I'm talking fantasy and real life. Jarvis Landry to me was the number one receiver on the board. He's been franchise tagged. A lot of people were saying a sign and trade uh, looks to be on the horizon. 
Uh, I'd have to agree with that. I don't think Landry wants to play with Miami anymore, as sad as that is to me. Um, so, yeah, I, I look for Landry to be traded um, sometime before the draft. I, so I think this takes him off the market in a sense because he's definitely not going to get free agent offers. But I mean, he's just finishing up his rookie deal, right? Yeah, he's making 900000 and if they franchise tag him, he's going to be a multi-millionaire. He's, oh, yeah. he's basically, I mean, chalk it up. He's 100 receptions. He's 1,000 yards. You know, yeah. he barely below that or oh, slightly above that. That's what he is. That is a good receiver in the NFL. I mean, what more can you really ask for? There, not every day do you get an Antonio Brown. Not every day you get a Julio Jones. You're not Nook's not out there for everybody. So this is the best free agent out there. No one else is available, guys. Sign him. Pay the man. Give him the money he deserves and move on. In my opinion, I think he stays in in, in Miami. I hope he does, but I don't believe that happens. But is it possible that he puts up even bigger numbers somewhere else? See, because I, I, I mean, he, I, Jay, Jay right. Cutler's not good. Tannehill's average. Matt Moore's average. Well, that's why his yardage suffers. Yeah, though. he he gets the reception. He he goes for over a hundred hundred receptions this year and doesn't break the thousand yard barrier. Nine touchdowns is great out of a wide receiver position, but his yardage suffers because he doesn't have a, a a great quarterback that can force it downfield. So yeah, absolutely. If he goes to the right situation, man, he he could be money for twelve hundred yards, easy. Keep the touchdowns where they're at. Keep the receptions where they're at. I agree. He's a top five receiver. If a team uses him a little differently and gives him some more outside looks, I think Landry could explode. He's he's at the backside of elite status for me. If he goes to a better situation, I got him top five all day, right in the elite status with Julio, with Nuke, with AB and all the guys. Here's another guy at the top of the free agent list. Me and Nid have touched on him quite a bit. You know, not inappropriately, but touched on him quite a bit. <laughs> Sammy Watkins. We've seen dynasty poll after dynasty poll about what his value is. He's a free agent. I, I expect him to re-sign with the Rams. Uh, I think he likes it there. They gave up a lot to get him, like Niddle mentioned on a couple episodes ago, how much they paid to get Sammy Watkins over to L.A. Uh, so I don't see him going anywhere. So to me, that's another wide receiver you can just about mark off the books as far as bidding wars. Yeah, and we've already said it. He's a better NFL football player than he is fantasy at, uh, at this point. In his career, he's still young. I mean, he still has the thousand yard reception or thousand yard receiving uh, on on his resume. So he's another guy. I can ask you the same question: If he goes to a different situation, if he goes to a different situation, could he be back at the uh, back end of wide receiver ones? I don't think so. I I think that he is a mid tier wide receiver too. I, he's a deep ball guy uh, more than anything. Like we've discussed before, this season had flukish amount of touchdowns for 39 receptions. Had eight touchdowns. I just don't believe in this guy being successful anywhere in the NFL for you know elite fantasy purposes. By all means, if you can get him fairly cheap, don't give up a first rounder for him though. I think if you got him in a scheme where you have to force feed him the ball, count Buffalo out. I, I don't think Buffalo was a situation where their number one receiver is getting force fed the ball. They've always been a weird kind of team when it comes to their number one wide receiver. But if Mitchell Trubisky is throwing this guy, the rock uh, in Chicago, where there's not many other options. I mean, I, I think he could sneak back into back in wide receiver one territory, but that's like the best case scenario for him is to go to a team where there's no other top options. And he is the only guy. 
Um, Maybe I, the I don't Niners. See it, don't yeah. see it happening though. Those They're, are those are the two teams I was going to say. It, it's got to be somewhere where it's a weak wide receiving core, so that he can go out and win the number one position with an up and coming quarterback. And arms, you hit the nail on the head. I was going to say if he moves up the coast to San Fran, hey, that's a great situation with Jimmy G. He would I, I would consider him. Uh, a very high-end wide receiver too, but in my that's that's in the best situation for me. To me, he's he's just going to be a wide receiver three unless this situation dictates an uptick in targets, an uptick in yardage. Uh, we already talked about the tight the the touchdown staying there, so very very dependent on situation. Now, with that being said, he's only twenty four, but I honestly, guys, I just don't believe in Sammy Watkins' talent. You know, he's not DeAndre Hopkins to compare him to another Clemson receiver. I just I just don't believe that he's that good to where everyone's talking about oh man but he's a free agent he can pick his landing spot okay tell me the good landing spot for him tell me chicago chicago probably where, probably where, the rams just stay maybe home. arizona you might have mentioned that last, well you but, mentioned somebody with fitzgerald but, but what about the quarterback situation at some of these places i mean i like trubisky but we don't know what he's going to be yet you know yeah. I, I like jimmy g he looks like you know if i think san fran's the most logical choice but what's arizona got they don't have a quarterback. Not yet. Yeah. And it was Arizona that I said he would be – that would be a good spot for him professionally, maybe not fantasy-wise, because Larry Fitzgerald, he's already said he's coming back. He's going to get force-fed the ball. But Sammy Watkins can run a, a clean number two with Larry Fitzgerald in Arizona. But, again, that's the opposite of what, what I just said. You know, there's already a defined wide receiving core and no quarterback. That's a bad situation for Sammy Watkins. I, I think he's quarterback dependent, essentially. Yeah. He needs a good quarterback because putting him on the Jets with no quarterback answer, you know, no anything with talent, so to speak. Yeah. And even if he is the man, the number one receiver, I just don't believe in that being the situation for him be, to, to be successful. All right. And next we're going to talk about Allen Robinson, who's next on the list, but that's going to have to wait a few minutes. We've got uh, Dan Cummins on the line. All right, guys, uh, we got Dan Cummins on the line, uh, the the great mind from Time Suck. And, Dan, welcome to the show. Again, we didn't do this on, you know, the recording, but we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us tonight a lot. Oh, man, thank you, man. No, thanks for, uh, thanks for uh, you know, listening to Time Suck and, and, and uh, reaching out to me and, and wanting me to be on your show. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Well, as soon as you went live on Instagram, and I'm like, man, I've, I've got to take this opportunity to see if I can get some of the suck on our show. I had to, I had to jump at it. But <laughs> First, man, I, I got to know. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, you go ahead. I, I just got to know, like, where did you come up with the idea for Time Suck? You know, it, it's funny. It, it came out of uh, absolute failure. Um I had done a few podcasts before, a couple years ago, several years ago, I guess. And uh, one was called Making Fearless. One was called Fired Up. And, and they were just, I don't know, Fired Up didn't have any structure, really. And Making It Fearless was kind of like the traditional stand-up comics podcast, where it's you and a couple other comics just talking, I don't know, just kind of having conversations. Just BSing and, uh, back and forth. one of those really kind of took off. And then uh, I was working at Playboy, didn't like the show I was doing really there and wanted to do another podcast. And, uh, and I, did you, I, did you just say playboy? Yeah. Yeah. I worked at playboy for two years. What a terrible job. <laughs> I feel so awful for <laughs> you. The easiest, easiest job I've ever had where it's like, um, uh, yeah, I hosted a morning show. No, it was like, it was like a dream job for, 
uh, 20-year-old me, you know, just, like, hanging around with, like, Playboy models and, and doing that. But, it's, but it also, I really do, I don't know, I guess I'm kind of an artsy kind of person. I like to have my mind engaged. And it was, you know, there was, it was the uh, very, very fluff. Very much, you know, you're not really uh, encouraged to talk about anything of substance. So I, I, I was kind of equated to, like, whatever your favorite dessert is, it's great to have, you know, every once in a while, but if you, but if you ate it every day for two years, Odds are you like, all right, man, I'm, I'm good on apple pie for a while. <laughs> I, I, I need something with a little more substance. Or simply, I like men now. But, <laughs> but, but, um, so I, just, I wanted to come up with something that, was, that I was like passionate about. And I was trying to think of something that I could do for a long time. There's all this pressure in the industry to like have a podcast, be on Instagram, do YouTube videos, do something. And I could never really get into it because I could never think of something I really wanted to do. And so with Time Suck, I just thought, well, what am I doing already that I like? And basically my procrastination thing has been just doing deep dives on the Internet for years where, you know, I should be writing this script or I should be working on the stand-up. And then instead I just kind of take a break and just start learning about something I'm curious about. And just click from one article to another to another. And then that was the idea. I was like, well, why don't I just try and do that? And, and nobody wanted it. Like, I could not get a meeting with a single podcast network. Uh, Man. Finally got one, and they were so not interested, they forgot I even had an appointment. So when I showed up, they were literally like, why, why are you here? And uh, <laughs> so that didn't go well. And then some other uh, podcast networks, CBS, they have their own podcast network now. They thought they wanted to do it until they heard the first episode, and then they dropped me. <laughs> they're just like I don't know how we marked. <laughs> they're like I don't know how we marked this. It's like it's, it's just you. You're not interviewing anybody. Um, you know, it's just like you talking about these weird things, and they just didn't get it. Did you try PBS? That kind of fired me up. And I'm like, huh? Did you try PBS? <laughs> <laughs> I, did not, I did not try them. I did not try them. Maybe, maybe. I, well, I'm I'm glad I didn't try anybody else. After after CBS let me go, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do this myself. No one's gonna get it. I know it's entertaining. I know I know there's something here. Because I just kept thinking about, even at Playboy, we're around, like, these models. I was like, what are we talking about at our cubicles? And we were just talking about weird shit that we found online. <laughs> like, some weird, interesting story. <laughs> and I just realized that I've been doing that my whole life. You know, like, the best conversations I've ever had have just been around some, I don't know, crazy historical person or some, like, uh, interesting concepts as opposed to just kind of, you know, you know, normal kind of fluff conversation and uh yeah so i just i just went for it i just went for it and just uh luckily people responded but i was i was i was surprised uh that people were into it you know it took me a long time to realize that this was gonna this was gonna last you know what dan honestly and i'm not trying to you know attach ourselves to you but that's kind of how the back row show came about we used to sit around with yeah. beer in front of us and bs about football now we do it with a mic in front of us right it's easy in the yeah, and, and, and that's what you know. You got to do. You got to go with what you're already doing. Go with what you already are passionate about. Because if you don't, it's not going to work. Because you're not going to be into it. You're just going to burn out. Not to mention when you're in your late 30s and have a family, this is really the only hobby right. we can make an excuse for by convincing our wives we're going to make money at this someday. <laughs> so <laughs> that is that is awesome. No man, I uh, time suck is my excuse just to kind of have my own you know, kind of uh, me time as well. 
The studio looks great, by the way. I've kind of been following on Twitter, like each little step of the way you've you've uh, put time into your studio, and it, it's looking good. Oh, thanks, man. We just got the um, vinyls, uh, kind of social media wall up. There. I saw that. I saw that. The artwork yeah. is beautiful. Got a little oh, Nimrod on there. Yeah, they've been doing an amazing job. And then I just uh, got some new tech stuff coming, and uh, just hanging up some uh, random artwork. Somebody brought by a literal sword. Uh, nice. So I hung that up. Bananas. A dude, that, a dude made a sword and brought it to the office. That's pretty awesome. I, the fans are crazy. I mean, I've already seen. Yeah, the, I mean, they're they're into it. I mean, we're into it. I mean, we talk about it amongst ourselves while we're jotting down notes before the show. Like, I'm trying to get arms over here to listen to the Kurt Cobain episode, and he's trying to get me to listen. What were you trying yeah. to get me? To the listen? IRA episode. The IRA episode because he's you know a redheaded prick and and <laughs> yeah yeah. But why do you hate gingers? Though that's a real question. Oh, you, you know what's funny is I, I actually, uh, <laughs> uh, ginger women, I've always uh, always been super into. Me too. You know, redheads were always my thing. I, I didn't want to say that totally because my wife is not a redhead. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I've always loved redheads. But I, I love just, um, for some reason, I had a redheaded friend, uh, like a best friend for a while in high school. Been there. And that became like a running, like just a running joke of just like the redheaded stepchild, you know, gingers, all these, it's just, it's funny to me that it's like this, all these weird derogatory terms for somebody who just happens to have red hair. You know, I am a redheaded stepchild, but literally a redheaded stepchild. <laughs> Were you beaten like a redheaded stepchild? I think that's the whole thing. He looks like he has been. That's a, that's a common uh, misunderstanding. Uh, I did have a little bit of an attitude, um, but not that bad. Not that bad, not that bad. I, I love just on some of the things, kind of like in some of the episodes too, I love to just pick a random group that, uh, and just mock them relentlessly. Like uh, like my wife is Polish. Oh, yeah. It does just crack me up. Like Sometimes I just go off on Polish people like, <laughs> to a preposterous degree. And part of me hopes that somebody turns off the podcast before I explain that I'm doing it because it's my wife. Uh-huh. <laughs> they just walk away thinking that like I'm you know pretty cool guy, pretty even headed about most things, but I just fucking despise the Polish race. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's such a random, <laughs> it's such a random thing to hate. But they do have so many syllables in their name. You're right. Difficult to pronounce. It is annoying. Yeah, my a lot of a lot of ski. You know, it ends in ski. It's like you know, I get the ski sound at the end. But why does it, why does it have to be like a lot of middle hills? You know, like all these crazy consonants to get to skate. Like no no name should be allowed to have four consonants in a row. <laughs> I agree, and they and they should not all sound like they're from the movie Taken. We've seen it too many times. <laughs> exactly. I do I do love how a lot of action movies uh, and like horror movies like Hostel and stuff over the years have just. Uh, made our generation just think that Eastern Europeans are just the sketchiest fuckers on earth. <laughs> it, it does seem that yeah, way. So tell us about how you came up with the uh, the viewer, like, people. you're taking ideas from people who listen to Time Suck, and how are you incorporating uh, their ideas? Are you just picking randomly, or, or or do you target a certain amount? What's hot that week? What's trending, or what what's going on there? I try to balance it, I mean, more than anything, honestly, and, and now it's like the, the fans have more control than ever. Because I've let people do the bonus topics. People just get to vote on those. But, but I do control, like, which three topics I offer up to be voted on. Yeah. But then, but then now, uh, two of the Monday topics every month are going to be determined by the, uh, uh, you know, the space lizards or whatever. 
uh, do they actually get to vote through the app? So that's that's new where they totally get to pick it. Very and, cool. Uh, but, but what I've been doing is like, you know, if uh, I get a lot of write-ins about one topic, then that'll push it kind of to the top of the list. And then also I just try to make it varied. So if I do a serial killer one week, I'm not going to do that the next week. Or if I've done like, well, I actually like how I picked this next week's topic because I realized I had done Branch Davidian, Ed Gein, and then, oh, man, I'm trying to remember. There's so many topics. I can't even remember the one before. But it was a bunch of crazy dudes in a row. Essentially. Yeah, our part-time, producer, our part-time producer basically wanted me to ask you, what's up with all the serial killers? <laughs> just Is that just your topic? Your those, those, I, try, I try to space them out, but I, but, I, but I end up putting a lot in there because I get more requests for those than any other topic by far. Um, but, uh, but, but that's why I don't try to do... Like, like there's a there's a chunk of the fan base that would just love it if all I did was serial killers. Yeah. But um, but I tried to like space it out and like uh, yeah, if I do a couple wacky dudes in a row, like Alistair Crowley was somebody had prepared research on that for me to dive into, and I, and I was going to do that, but then I was like, no, I can't do that because then it would be Ed Gein, David Koresh, and Alistair Crowley, like like three creepy white dudes in a row. <laughs> so so I, so I tried to break it up, and I'm doing Tupac and Biggie. Um, you know, like their their uh, crazy kind of beef they had, their feud, and how they both died so young in a hail of bullets. Yeah, I like so I like I break it up that way. I can't wait to hear that one. Yeah, the, I like I like mixing in the little bit of music history just as a, a you know a little breakup. I like it, but I, I do have a request, Dan. I don't know if this is going to catch sure. you off guard or not. But speaking of crazy dudes, how do you feel about doing a future episode on Johnny Gunn? <laughs> yeah, I wish, I wish more people knew about Johnny Gunn. Uh, man, I, I, I made those videos in a garage like uh, 13, 12, 13 years ago or something, or 10 years ago or something. And, uh, man, my manager, she still, um, to this day, uh, always says make it happen and keep making it happen. I love it. Being from southern Ohio, Johnny Gunn resonates with us. We actually know that guy. <laughs> yeah, we know a lot of that guy. But uh, serious question. <laughs> So, so I've. Oh uh, man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do more of those videos. That character was too much fun. To do. I love him. So, Dan, I've lifted weights for twenty years, and I gotta know what's Johnny Gunn bench? What's he bench press? I feel, I feel like Johnny Gunn is the guy who, if you had to watch him bench, would bench about one sixty to one eighty with horrible form. Okay, but, he, but he would, yeah, like like crazy arching back. But he would tell you. Uh, you know, on a good day, 405, <laughs> uh, on a bad day, 385. You're, you're okay, just... That, those would be the numbers. I, I think I've lifted with that guy. Yeah, his, his name's me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he always, he always has like a tight shoulder, you know, or, or strain something. That's the reason he can't lift that much today. And, and, and when he talks about his one rep max, you know, like all time, <laughs> it's always off the charts. But yeah. he's like, he, he did... You know, five fifteen. That was that was a couple of years ago before he had some rotator cuff issues. Yeah, he's been rehabbing it. Is is he now just curls for the girls? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I feel like eighty percent of Johnny Gunn's workout is just barbell curl. Really <laughs> focused on the curl. It's for the redheads. Um, he doesn't do. He, he doesn't really have a leg day. I think legs was part of his initial workout, but it's like he's a dude. I, well, I used to work at a gym many, many years ago. And Johnny Gunn was partially based on this guy who would come in who he would just come in the gym in jeans and he had like 
very skinny legs and jeans and then he, and a tank top and he would literally just do so many curls <laughs> and, he, and he could do he could do pretty heavy curls but that was like like it, like 80 percent of his workout was biceps and he just had huge biceps the rest of his upper body just kind of you know kind of thin and then like the legs of a man who had you know can barely do a lunge with his own body <laughs> so it is chad Niddle. it's uh sounds like obama legs <laughs> So now I've got I've got a, a serious question for you. So, yeah. Do you want to be the Secretary of Education? Cuz I think you could well, do I the job. Oh, heck yeah. You could be the Secretary of Education. Just you record whatever needs to be taught in history class and put that out to the schools. You, you, you know what's funny is I do think about, I don't know. I I'm, I may do a cleaner cleaner version of time suck someday like a sex like a it wouldn't I would still do time stuff the way I do it, but do like a secondary thing that is, uh, you know, no profanity just so I could get it into the school. Like, cause I have had teachers say that they would love to play it for the classrooms, <laughs> but obviously they can't be talking about a limp or something, uh, you know, <laughs> in the eighth grade history or whatever. But, but I do think it's a bummer the way our school system is that, you know, like, I remember my uh, teachers talking about history, and it was fucking boring. It was super, super boring. Oh, yeah. The way they would present it, it would, it would be fascinating information and the most painful presentation ever. And, and it is a bummer that people get so worried about, like, you know, an F-bomb here, an F-bomb there, or a little bit of uh, too much truth here. Where it's like, if we actually did it in a more raw way that relates to, you know, younger people, and I think more people in general, people would learn more. They'd pay attention. But, right, exactly. But, but you get these people, it kills me. Every once in a while I get these emails of like, of like, well, why do you have to, why do you have to curse though? Why do you have to filth it up kind of thing? And it's like, dude, what are you, are you fucking nine years old? Baby? <laughs> you can't, what are you, you're offended by a, a word, by an F-bomb, you child? I said, how did they get through the first two minutes of your show to find out they would be offended by everything else you said? <laughs> oh, people who you know there's like famine going on there's war but but what they're concerned about is talking about a limp dick or <laughs> you know talking about the word fuck it's like really like that that's what you're gonna choose to be upset about in life it's like what what is the big deal i'll, I'll never truly understand why so many people allow themselves to be so easily outraged now i can honestly it's worse than ever as on, well i can honestly say dan i feel really like is. I feel like your presentation of how you do this, how you do time suck, is it's enthralling. Yeah. Like you, we can't turn it off. And if that was put out oh, into schools, crazy. I mean, it, the kids honestly, and I'm not trying to blow your head up here, uh, but kids would be smarter with this presentation because every time I tune into one, it's like, oh, I wanted to learn about the IRA a little bit. Heck yeah, and I'm smarter right. because I listen to it. Oh, thanks, man. That makes me feel good. You know, it's like, uh, I, just, I just felt like, you know, part of the inspiration to do it, too, was uh, I was listening to these academic-type podcasts before I did Time Stuck, and they just, they came across so pretentious. And they came across where it's like, you know, using nothing but big scrabble words and a very kind of NPR monotone presentation where I'm like, I get that that's great for a certain segment of the population, but I feel like there's a much bigger portion of the population that's being, being done a disservice that way where it's like why can't we talk in a real kind of blue collar ish you know everyday 
every man kind of way about these same things. Why does it always have to be like this college professor type presentation? It's like, no, man, it's just all history is is fucking life. Yeah. Just real people like like us, you know, that went through some crazy shit. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like, especially go back to the medieval times. It's like, what? I'm supposed to talk about Vlad the Impaler sticking a stick uh, up someone's ass, supposed to drop an F bomb? That's third man. History was bloody and brutal. Let's talk about it in a real way. Yeah, and and not to mention when we sit around in an office setting, or you know, just a personal setting, or a bar with our friends, we don't we don't right. talk about today's events like in that NPR setting. We don't say, "Yes, Donald Trump today had a." A cue card where he read little simple things like we cuss right. about it and we get excited about it and we debate about yeah. it and it makes it much more interesting i there's there's just no room for monotone boringness in my opinion when it comes right. to any aspect of life whether it be learning or you know just communicating like make it interesting exactly and, and, and i will say like regarding like what you guys do with the podcast as well it's like passion is contagious yeah. Like, you know, it really, truly is. You know, if you guys are passionate about, you know, fantasy football and the, and the and the specific type of fantasy football that you guys, you know, like work in, that will, other people will just, they'll catch that. And, and you know, and and even, even people who have like a casual interest in it will be, suddenly have a strong interest because of the passion. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's what, uh, that's why I think times like resonates, but it, it's, you know, it's, if I was talking about the same thing, even in the same way, but I seemed like I was kind of checked out, then it wouldn't work. Yeah, passion and but, enthusiasm you know, like, go a long way. Yeah, it, interest just, interest creates interest, you know? It's like, uh, if you're interested, other people are going to be interested. When you do some of the uh, reenactments, I guess, of, of some, uh, like, you know, Teddy motherfucking Roosevelt, when you make the voices right. of some of the people, you know, in that time, like... <laughs> Dude, they're so good. The voices are so good. It just adds so much flavor to it. I need some grits. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. My, my IRA, my Irish accent, that, that one is the one I wish I could take back. That was the one no. I tried to do a serious Irish accent. That was it great. Came out, it came out like South African. <laughs> that, was, that was gold. I mean, I've got some Irish blood in me, hence being a ginger. I mean, you, you nailed it. Now, the one thing I, I, I got to know, though, are, are you going to start a movement to get the unicorns out of the sex trade? Are there are, are there what? Are you going to start a movement to get the unicorns out of the sex trade from the IRA episode? Oh, oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah right. Uh, you know, I, I I feel like there's you know what? I don't I don't know what kind of ethics I'm supposed to have over a uh, mythical creature. So <laughs> I, I personally am I personally am fine allowing the unicorns to uh, dwell in the uh, underground sex trade. Uh, and if I can get, you know, if I can get my hands on some sweet leprechaun meat, uh, you know, I'm going to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. How fun would it be to eat a magical creature? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I mean, it may be slightly cannibalistic, but I would totally eat some leprechaun ribs. You, you may, you <laughs> sold it. Yeah, what a, what a great tale to tell, you know? Like, what's the best steak you ever had? Ah, you know, le- leprechaun ribeye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, speaking of interest, man, this, uh, Flat Earth... This Flat Earth Tour got me interested. you want to talk a little yeah. bit about that? Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> it's become a big chunk of my new stand-up. It's just um, uh, talking about Flat Earth. We're really kind of taking from time stuff. Just, just talking about the interesting time we live in where there is the most knowledge available that there has ever been in human history and the most easily accessible knowledge 
but now we're choosing to believe in ignorant stuff like flat earth, like where to me that just the flat earth just represents just uh, the most stubborn form of ignorance where, you know, we live, we live in, a, in, a, in a time when you can watch a two minute YouTube tutorial made by an accredited scientist with credentials you can easily fact check online to come from legitimate sources. You know, who explains in two minutes or less, in the simplest possible terms, why the Earth has to be round for life as we know it to function. Yeah. And yet there is a giant portion of society that's just like, no, I don't like it. I got my own sources. <laughs> I watched a, a flat Earth video made by a guy with a ponytail and a power crystal. He seems legit as shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we need those. You know, just like... That's where we need those IQ tests for uh, to, to be able to reproduce, right? Oh, exactly. No, for, for, for real. Where it's like, there is, we're entering a new kind of era of ignorance. Where, like, historically, people were ignorant because they had no other choice. Right. Like, if, if you were a medieval peasant in 12th century Europe, you know, you're not born into nobility, you're not wealthy, you're going to be born dumb, and you're going to stay dumb. Because no one's teaching your peasant-ass shit. Yeah. You know, there's there's no, you know, Rudy type stories of like, but father, I don't want to toil in the fields. I want to learn to read. <laughs> so it's like it's like, yeah, well I, you know, I, I want indoor plumbing, but there I squat every morning, shitting in the vegetable garden. I'll get back to it. <laughs> yeah, there was no like rising above. You just but but now we're in this weird place where there's endless opportunities to improve yourself and to learn. And you don't have to you don't have to be going to you don't have to go to school. You know, it's like there's just you don't have to learn to read. No. You can just watch videos. And and here we have by educated people. We have a guy who went to Duke University, makes millions of dollars a year, thinks the earth's flat. In Kyrie Irving. Right. Right? Right. Well and that's that's a sad commentary on you know, like he, he went to Duke University with an asterisk. You know, like, <laughs> he was part of their college. <laughs> but, yeah, I guarantee he didn't have to pay attention in class. Well so I, somebody was, you know, cool quote-unquote, helping him with his studies. Yeah. I may offend my two cohorts next to me, but on the topic of, you know, the ignorance and, you know, whether you agree or not, I have to throw it out there. I mean, we are living in a world where we have the white President Camacho from idiocracy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, it, it is, uh, you know, it is crazy. And, and, and I'm one of these people, I don't, I don't actually think Trump is dumb. I think he's very clever. I think he, I think he knows that playing dumb in certain ways works for his base, but that but that makes me just kind of angry and sad. And and again, I say this like uh, not to be politically neutral is true. I didn't like the other choice in our election either. Nor did I. Like I was like a big well, you know, raw raw Hillary. But um, you know, to me, I felt like she was just kind of you know very much part of the establishment, and things weren't going to be worse with her, but they weren't really going to get better either. So I get why people voted for Trump. But I feel like, man, he's just uh, he, he's just a uh, he is disgracing the office in a way that we haven't seen before. With just like uh, the kind of schoolyard bully way he treats other foreign leaders and uh, and you know and other members of Congress. I've never I've never seen a president like talk so much shit about <laughs> the other people on Capitol Hill. Like it's pretty insane. Like he just. He, he is just like, yeah, the rich kid that, like, showed up in the White House, and he's like, you know, if you don't want to play the way I want to play, then why don't you go fuck yourself? It's, it's, it is, it's fascinating to watch in a way. Like, it, it would be funny if it was another country. 
Yeah, it's just longer than it's up. It is unfortunate. Maybe, maybe since the you know the Rock and other celebrities have talked about it, maybe we can just throw out on the show Dan Cummins twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Are, are you interested? <laughs> no, I mean, I'll I, vote for you. No, you know what? You know, <laughs> you know what I think we're learning with him. Somebody mentioned like, oh, well, what if Oprah were to run? And I'm like, no, no more celebrity. How about we like? It's crazy where it's like. You know, uh, with business, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't, uh, like, if you had, like, a, uh, a machinist kind of, or uh, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, uh, I don't know, some, some ceramics factory, just some cera- random ceramic factory, you wouldn't take a guy who had 20 years of experience in a taco stand. <laughs> you, you would be like, no, no, man. He's been working on tacos for 20 years. Let's put him in charge of, uh, you know, making all the ceramics here. Whatever. <laughs> hey, man, he's had a job. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's like, no. You need experience, or you know, in that field. But with, but when it comes to running the most powerful nation in the world, you know, we're like, oh no, no, he, uh, he had a, you know, this person has a reality show. Let's give them a chance. <laughs> you know, like with Oprah, it's like, oh no, she has her own network. Let's put her in charge of uh, weapons. It's like, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> put somebody, find a better politician. Like, find, like I am a believer in like, find somebody with uh, the right resume in that field. And let them run things. So that's what they've been dedicating their life to. Yeah. You know? Don't put uh, Kanye or you know some Kardashian in charge. That's when we know we've hit the we've hit the end. If, if a Kardashian becomes president, <laughs> I, I feel like that's, that's, time that's time to get my visa ready. I would move to Canada, but I have a feeling we would be taken over by Canada shortly after. Yeah. <laughs> right. What what if that would be the ultimate craziness? Is that like what if like Kim Kardashian? became president and then somehow also conquered the world <laughs> like, was, was the great was the greatest ruler ever like, ah, oh, okay didn't see that coming kim the impaler <laughs> I, like, Actually, it does, it, all this does go back to the education stuff though where it, it's funny where you know just like people want to believe in flat earth um because they watch a youtube video and they just in their brain they're like well i saw you say you, there's this science, but there's this other video that says this other thing, and they're both videos, so that you know they both seem legit. Like people don't understand quality in a certain way anymore. They just they're like, well, yeah, there's a science video over here, but this guy with the ponytail and the porch crystal, he also made a video, so his opinion matters. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they do with like like reality stars. They're like, yeah. well, that's a person saying things that I like, so why not put them in charge? Yeah, I, I think yeah. it makes our. Uh... Our country's motto is now, I saw it on Facebook. Right. Yep. Yeah, there's no, yeah, that's a weird, I talk about that in my, uh, in the Flat Earth Tour right now. I reference that, where it's like, people get their news from Facebook. That is terrifying. You know, like, we're, we're your aunt who never left the house. Uh, she's been an adult for 25 years and still lives at home, you know, uh, still calls mom, you know, mommy. She's one of the dumbest people you've ever met. But on Facebook, she's an important investigative journalist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope we get to see that. I, I hope we we see that you're going to be in Cleveland on March 22nd through the 24th, I believe. Oh yeah, man! Which is really exciting because that's yeah, kind of not completely our area, but if we're going to make a show, that's that's going to be where it's at. So we're excited to try to make you know, that one. That, oh, I hope you do, man. Hilarity is one of the best clubs in the country. Uh, the guy that runs it, this old. Uh, I shouldn't say old, old, but this older Greek guy named Nick, and he's one of those personalities, like, he's like the mayor. Like, everybody knows Nick. You know, he owns the place, he runs the place, but he'll also, like, come and stop by people's tables and see how their meal is. 
and it's just like old school in the best ways. And that is, uh, yeah, that's quickly become one of my favorite clubs in the country. Yeah, Hilarities has a reputation amongst comics for just being one of the best clubs out there. Very cool. That's awesome. I think we got to go now. Yeah, I'll be halfway there. I'll, the is, I'll be in Columbus the that week. Side so. is there is there is a lot of Polish subhumans. <laughs> Carefully, you got to lock the car. You got to avoid eye contact uh, and don't have too many drinks at the bar. You can get one of those Polish freaks pregnant and have some kind of you know monster of a child. <laughs> that's, that's the negative. Uh, uh, so Dan, Dan by, by chance, do you play fantasy football? You know, I, I have. I haven't had that much time this last year. I only played. Two, I played two leagues this last year, um, but uh, I didn't do the kind of league that you guys do, where the, where the defensive players have individual points. Um, yeah. you I looked us up. Standard PPR. Yeah, I, I just did standard PPR format uh, in, in both leagues. I was the commissioner of one family league, but it was kind of a joke. Like I'd say a third of the family just like didn't pay attention. They drafted and then just went on autopilot for the whole year. Oh, call us up. We'll, we'll be your fill-in owners next year. <laughs> perfect, perfect. I do, I do like it. I, uh, I was mad. I made it to the championship game in both my leagues this last year, and I was so pissed off. Uh, Todd Gurley just hammered me in both games. He put up like forty-four points or some nonsense. Yeah, same thing happened to me, and I lost the title game to our league's version of the Patriots, the evil one, and he 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 beat my ass with Gurley. <laughs> Yeah, he, yeah, man, Gurley, man, he, he just went. He just went on fire the last three, four weeks. It was perfect timing for fantasy playoffs, that's for sure. Yep, but uh, but I mean, you know, it is fun though, and uh, that's pretty cool what you guys do. Like, explain to me really quick, and then I, and then I do have to hop off here. But um, how does the defensive points work uh, in your guys' league? Um, I, I mean, basically, it is uh, points per tackle. So, I mean, do you have a favorite football feat or favorite football team, Dan? You know, not, I mean, not really. My son loves the Bengals uh, randomly. Wow! Yeah, so I kind of follow them a little, a little bit through him. He's okay. like, he, he picked the Bengals like on his own like five years ago, and he stuck with them. So, so I kind of follow them a little bit. Okay, so if Vontez Perfect of the Bengals, you know, made yeah. five yeah. tackles in a game, uh, you know, he gets like point and a half per tackle. I mean, it's the same as offensive players; they're just scored on their tackles, you know, pass deflections, sacks, interceptions. Um, yeah, basically that's the gist of it. it. It makes, it makes being in a league and drafting a team, you have to be almost time sucky. And in your knowledge, you have to dig deep into the books and look for, uh, you know, defensive players and sleepers. And you just have to have more knowledge of the game. Right. So gotta, gotta get the cool. suck in on it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. You can, you can pick defensive players from various teams, right? Absolutely. Yes. That's the thing too. It's like, you're not stuck with the Bengals team. You can have a middle linebacker from this team and a cornerback from that team, right? Absolutely. Wow, that, that is cool, man. For like the um, for people who are like you know more more knowledgeable in football, I mean that adds a lot of variables. Yeah, it does, and it just makes who, it more fun. Who who is the main defensive point getter uh, this past season? Oh God, um, C.J. Mosley. Yeah, see, they, there it was really close between three or four different linebackers, but like C.J. Mosley, Bobby Wagner of the Seahawks. Blake Line, Martinez. Yeah, linebackers are the bread and butter, just like running backs, you know, are for okay. offense. Then you got to get your sack you, getters, you your Joey like, Bosa. Like, like, like with, the, with the RB, do you have two linebackers, kind of like an RB one, RB two? We do. We in our in our leagues, we do three, uh, kind of like the wide receiver position in most leagues. Like it's three linebackers, two um, def, two defensive linemen, and uh, two or three defensive backs. So 
Oh, cool, cool, man. Well, that, that's that's fun, man. Uh, that's awesome, and and, that, and that's cool. That you guys, you know, have good chemistry and are passionate about it. And, uh, and we're three guys that you know have known each other for a long time, and so the friendship, you know, factor comes into play and makes it a lot more fun. And we actually wanted to set out and make a a, a podcast about fantasy football that was not boring and mundane, which a lot of them are very monotone and straight to the point and facts. And and we're like, you know what? We're going to take the Dan Cummins route. And we're going to go on the air and, and talk about some other shit besides just fantasy football. <laughs> I love that. I love that. No, I hope you guys are, uh, I mean, yeah, it looks, like, it looks like you guys are doing well, right? You're getting uh, some ratings. And, yeah, it's uh, getting better. We're only a couple months in, and, you know, we've got a great guy like Dan Cummins on the phone, so it's working out well so far. <laughs> oh, well, I'm flattered, man. I, I appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, yeah, hit, hit me up again down the road if you, if you guys uh, – have any questions and I'll, I'll do my best to get back uh, with any any knowledge i have about equipment or you know just whatever okay and we, we appreciate it we might do a listeners league dan do you want to be in it you can you can co-own with you know, one of us i i have i have to put down a maybe I, I want to say yes but i've been bad lately but i'll say yes in situations like that and then it'll come up and i'll realize that I, I literally have no time so i don't, I don't want to be the family member that i couldn't stand in my league <laughs> <laughs> be checked out. So I'll, I'll have to see once once you get to, hit me up when he's close to draft time, and uh, and I'll see how uh, how organized my my kind of life is if it's chaos or not. Sounds great. Well, we appreciate you taking the time tonight and talking to us a little bit. It's been great chatting with you. And uh, again, appreciate it. We'll keep listening to the show and we'll spread the suck for you the most that we can. Thanks for coming on, Dan. We highly highly oh. appreciate it. Oh, thank you, thank you guys so much, man. Uh, I really, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to have me on. Hey, love it, our pleasure. Thanks, Dan. All right, have a good night. Thank you. You too. All right, that was Dan Cummins of the Time Suck Podcast and various stand-up comedy specials. Uh, you can also go to Spotify, check out his albums. They're really great. Everything he's done is is solid work, funny guy, and we appreciate him coming on the show. Don't forget to jump on TV. Check out the Flat Earth Tour, man. It's probably coming somewhere near you. Go check it out. It's go de- check him out live. Absolutely. Definitely going to be worth watching in person. Yeah. If, uh, if anybody wants to hang out with us in Cleveland, we're probably going to make a go and try to attempt being there because that's a nice dude. I mean, that guy... Came on to this small show, talked a little bit. I, I'm, it's a big deal. Dan Cummins is a great personality, a great a great comic, and we thank him again. So we're going to dive back into the wide receivers. Jump in. We were on uh, Allen Robinson there, who I had fully expected to hit the market, but it looks like Jacksonville really wants to bring him back. Uh, I actually don't think that's the right decision. I think they're going to have to pay the man, and I think after seeing a little bit of D.D. Westbrook and Keelan Cole – and uh, I think Marquise Lee will be a little cheaper. I, I think they should bring back Lee and roll with uh, Cole and Dee Dee, personally. See, that's that's where I'm at, too. I mean, I, I got Allen Robinson going to a team we already mentioned, the Bears. I mean, he'd be the perfect fit there, a big-body target who's already proved that he could put up a monstrous year, the 1,400-yard year. That's That's my best place for him. I think he should go explore other options with other quarterbacks. See, I, my best fit for Allen Robinson is – the replacement for Des Bryant. They think they want maybe want to move on in Dallas. He is Des Bryant. I mean, maybe coming out of the, in the draft, they didn't view him that way. But the production, I think he's put up. You know, he's only had really one good year, but it's a better than Des's best year. You know, fourteen hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns. Uh, battled a little bit of injury bug, and also battled a bad Blake Bortles. I mean, prior to this year, Blake Bortles was not a good quarterback. Uh, 
Alan he was Robinson. a garbage time quarterback, and yes. that's where that's where Allen Robinson got a lot of his yardage and a lot of his targets was in garbage time. But that said, he's still going to produce if the ball's thrown his way. Absolutely. Yeah, I like the Dallas. I mean, we I've seen snippets of that, you know, in the news that Dallas would be a good fit, and I agree, it'd be a perfect fit. I mean, if they move on from uh, Des Bryant, ultimately, I hope that's where he goes. I'd like to see him play with a Dak Prescott over a Blake Bortles, but uh, I think he would be even if they did keep Des. To put two receivers like that, two great possession receivers, you know, on the field at the same time. I mean, my gosh, you still got Cole Beasley working underneath. Hey, this sounds like a, gr- a really good receiving core. And of course, they Zeke out of the back. Exactly. You you can't focus solely on the pass because you got to worry about stopping Zeke. If he goes to a place like that, expect a big bounce back year for Allen Robinson. Absolutely. And uh, since we touched on him a little bit, the next ranked guy on that free agent wide receiver list is Marquise Lee. Um, I said that Jacksonville should bring him back over Allen Robinson just because he's cheaper, and they've got two young guys that are ready to roll, in my opinion. Uh, but it looks like they're probably going to let Marquise Lee go. Uh, I think he can be a big-time receiver. I hate to keep mentioning the Bears, but their their receiving so core is receiver just, needy. Yeah, it's so depleted. Like I think that they're going to go after all these guys just hoping to land one. Uh, but ultimately, you know, I, I think Marquise Lee, I'm going to call it, I think he's going to go to Green Bay. Green Bay? Green Bay. I like it, and he's kind of that. He's a great receiver to fill that Swiss Army knife role. He's not a huge just possession receiver. He's not under undersized there at the wide receiver position. Just a six footer, two hundred pounds, gets the ball thrown his way. He catches it and converts it into yardage. Also shown that he can get in in the end zone a little bit more. That's been his knock early on. He can't find the end zone, but he can find the the receptions, a little bit of the yardage. So. Green Bay would be a great landing spot. He'll be definitely an interesting one if he ends up with a very good quarterback. That that's if he does go to a Green Bay and he, you know, there's question marks at the number two and three receiver spot in Green Bay. If he slides into a two, maybe in the number three role and earn some trust, man, he could really have a, a breakout year. Now, when I say breakout year, I'm thinking a thousand yards, you know, five six touchdowns. Uh, I don't don't fully expect Marquis Lee to hit 1500 yards and 18 touchdowns at any point in his career. But he's a talented guy. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. I view him as a – he's a wide receiver, too, on an NFL team. He's just going to be the second running mate in most in, in, on most teams. And he's also top-end wide receiver, too, in fantasy leagues. He's, he's that perfect guy to pair with even a Doug Baldwin. Someone, someone else we're going to talk about is Paul Richardson possibly departing. Marquise Lee would be a great pickup for Seattle and kind of revamp that offense. I would give Russell Wilson another another uh, target other than Doug Baldwin. I'd rather have him than Sammy Watkins. Absolutely. Yeah. In, in real life and in fantasy, I'd rather have him than Sammy Watkins. I think I have to agree. Yeah, I stand by this. He's a Swiss Army knife. He, he can run the inside route. He can he can stretch the field vertically. And, and when he gets the ball in his hands, he can convert it into yards after catch. Man, our receivers are just going hand in hand. Um, the last one we're going to talk about this evening is uh, Paul Richardson. Uh, we're making these connections. Marquise Lee would fit well in Seattle. Paul Richardson had somewhat of a breakout year last year in Seattle. Not a true breakout. Didn't set the world on fire, but he showed he belongs in the league. Showed he could be a, a solid number two somewhere. And uh, I've, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, for fantasy purposes, I like the landing spot. In my opinion, Jarvis Landry probably leaving Miami. I think Paul Richardson is a good fit in Miami. I'm my favorite landing spot for him. Uh, I feel like he is just the second coming of Victor Cruz. 
I feel like he would do a really good job as being that, you know, I know they got Sterling Shepard up there in New York, but to be that guy, you know, the slot guy to uh, for Eli Manning. Like that's that would be my ideal landing spot for him. You know, see him have an uptick in targets, maybe hit 75, 80 targets, you know, break a thousand yards. Yeah. Ultimately, with Paul Richardson, I'm looking at his 2017 year and it's severely inflated by one game against the Texans where he goes six, six receptions, 100 yards, gets an end zone twice. You take that out. He's very mediocre. I don't see a team investing in him uh, quite as great as the, the receivers we've already mention i i see him as just a wide receiver three on nfl teams okay i mean i i'm not gonna yeah i don't completely disagree with that i i think he i think he showed enough that a team's going to give him a chance to be their number two slash deep threat but i wouldn't be surprised if if that's right i mean because again there has been no true breakout so i wouldn't be surprised if he goes to a team and does the exact same thing he did uh with seattle but i hope for him and for all fantasy purposes he goes somewhere and builds on the year that he just had in seattle and you know despite what we know russell uh russell wilson, russell wilson I, I wanted to say westbrook like you did last year Russell westbrook <laughs> despite what we know russell wilson is you know he really kind of locks on to a guy and that guy's typically doug baldwin That's uh true. he's built a little bit more rapport with uh, jimmy graham this past season but you know for the most part he doesn't spread the ball a ton you know, I, I maybe the problem is he spreads it too much, I guess is what I'm saying. He he gives eight receivers a few receptions rather than two receivers, ten receptions apiece. Yeah, if he can get into a, a Nelson Aguilar role oh, yeah. on the team, a little drag route underneath guy, I think that's more of uh, of Paul Richardson's game. He's never going to uh, – 44-700 last year, six touchdowns, again, inflated by one game. I think those are kind of his max numbers. Not bad numbers. He's a, that's a bi-week candidate. It's a wide receiver three in really deep 16-team leagues if you're hurting at the wide receiver spot. And he wasn't terribly inconsistent either. So, Paul Richardson, very situational. Watch where he goes. He could have an uptick. And one thing I will say about this year's wide receiver draft or wide receiver free agency class is a lot of young guys. A lot of young, talented guys. Surprising. I mean, the kind of the exact opposite of what you're looking at versus the running back class. I mean, a lot of these guys are 24, 25, 26 years old, you know, up and down. I mean, most out of this uh, this group, there's maybe one guy over 30 that's remotely relevant. That's, I mean, that's a lot of value for a lot of teams out there. And some of these guys, depending on situation, if they go to a wide receiver needy team and step into a number two role, could have a great year. Now, once again, not thinking 1,500 yards, 12 touchdowns. Approaching 1,000. Approaching 1,000, five or six touchdowns. I like it. So that's uh, that's going to wrap it up for the free agent wide receiver preview for tonight. Uh, we planned on getting in a little more, but when you got the chance to talk to a Dan Cummins from Time Suck Podcast, you take that opportunity. Great guy. Check out Time Suck. Uh, you, you will feel smarter from listening to it. You will be entertained. And, man, if you're having a bad day, it just cheers you the heck up. I'm like, it just cheers you the fuck up. I have to add explicit it. to this episode anyways. <laughs> so go get cheered the fuck up by Dan and uh, enjoy his show along with ours. Absolutely. I, You know, if you like Dan Cummins, we're about the fan- closest thing in fantasy football land that you're going to get to him. Without all the, uh, you know, the expletives. But we're trying to keep it as clean as we can. But it might slip every now and again. Yeah, it, it's going to happen a little bit, but we actually ran a poll on Twitter asking what everyone preferred, explicit or clean, and 
It was kind of explicit. It was, yeah, it was kinda, yeah, it was overwhelmingly explicit. But some of the fans we've already uh, garnered and some of the listeners we already have, you know, kind of mentioned that they like it clean. And you know what? You guys came to us first, so we're going to keep it clean. But, you know, we, we may slip a little bit here and there. Just like Dan does on Time Suck. Pre-apologizing. Yeah, pre-apologizing. We're sorry for future episodes where we uh, where we may curse a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, where can we be found? We can be found at backrowfantasyshow.com. Dot com. Available on the Twitter at The Back Row Show. Absolutely. Instagram, just search Back Row Show. Tumblr, we added Tumblr to the account. You know, America's uh, number one social media site for pornography. We're on there now, so look up the Back Row Show on Tumblr. And also on the old reliable, your grandparents and mine, the Facebook. <laughs> iTunes, Google Play, everywhere you can download a podcast and listen to it. Absolutely. We appreciate you guys listening. Hope you enjoyed the interview with Dan. Check him out everywhere you can. Lots of YouTube videos, lots of ways to, to hear his comedy. And, and again, we send our thank you to you. And um, once again, you will be smarter for listening to Time Sucks. Absolutely. Take our word for it. Check out, you know, just pick a topic. Go in there, look. You'll see something that you're interested in. I guarantee it. Listen to that episode, and you'll be hooked. And again, thank you guys. We'll uh, hit you up with more free agent wide receivers here within a couple days. Be sure to listen, rate, and review. And, and we subscribe. all appreciate it. And subscribe. We all appreciate it. We'll see you guys later. Good night. See you. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.